Well, you know, for a long, long time, um, I felt embarrassed mm. and it was more, I felt you know, almost like that cliche where it felt like it was a sign of weakness. Mm. Um, and I- particularly when there was no real reason. Can I ask you, being male, do you think there's yep. more of a, a stigma around being male that you yep. shouldn't, you can't talk about that? Oh, without doubt. Yep. Absolutely. And it, it's, I think for a lot of that time, mm. I just did never said anything, you know, mm. during my 20s and all of that. And then eventually it got to the point where it was sort of so debilitating and yep. so tough and so impossible to explain in my own mind mm. that I had to go and, you know, get some help. And mm. I had, you know, a friend call Beyond Blue and get some details for me. And I went and saw someone and um, a doctor, a GP, a great guy who I still see now. And uh, he sort of steered me into the right direction. I would never have said anything. We grew Mm. up in a household too, I think, where, you know, we we weren't open about Mm. your feelings. Yep. When when did you first notice like you had yeah. depression? Was there signs? Was oh, I think during my late teens, yeah. I knew something never felt right. Couldn't quite put a finger on it, and then certainly you know mid twenties, mm. it got to the point where for no explanation at all, mm. I just would never want to leave the house. Mm. Didn't want to go to football training. Really? Didn't want to go to um, you know to work or anything, and mm. it, I felt stupid because. I couldn't explain, you know, yeah. like everything was on the surface pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, it got to the point where I just I couldn't function. Yeah. And, um, and that's why I eventually reached out because I, I didn't know what an alternative was. I thought, what do you do? You sit in your bedroom mm. for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It, it seems strange. And for some people, look, you might understand that feeling. But for me, I still find it very hard to understand yep. and can only put it down to maybe, you know, some chemical imbalances and, and things mm. like that sort of realized that I thought, you know what, to be honest and open as a person, I need to say what I think and feel. Um, Just because, you know, we have people who are so courageous and brave and come on our Mm. show here, Erin. Yeah, we do. uh, And you're raw and open. And I thought, well, you know, I try to do that all the time, but Mm. there's probably the one big story that I'd never shared. And I thought, well, how can I expect all of you to to connect with our show and connect with us and, and do all that? And I felt like I wasn't being true... Um, and, and yeah, all the talk recently that we've mm. been doing on the mental health just, I think triggered it. And I went, you know what, we're talking about this bike ride. We're talking about exercise. Uh, we're talking about people to reach out and get help. And I thought, well, mm. you know what? I think it's time that, uh, while we're doing all this, that, that I stand up and, and say exactly what I feel. And I, mm. I don't fear that I'll be judged mm. anymore. I was going to ask you, how do you feel now? Is there, do you feel like there's a weight of the um, world off your shoulder because you've told your story now? I feel like. For many, many, many years, I would never have said a word mm. to anyone. Yep. And it was it was a fear of not so much just being judged, but that people would treat me differently. Mm. And I didn't want to, you know, go and mm. say, oh, here's the bloke who's, you know, feels feels crap for no reason. Mm. Look how he's got a good life. He's yeah. got a good family. You know, I've got, you know, jobs that I'm really grateful and I love. But um, that is the sort of fear of weakness that I couldn't control it. Mm. But also I just thought, people would see me differently. Mm. And now I realize that, God, it is so prevalent. I mean, we know that cancer mm. touches everyone either directly or indirectly in some way. Yep. But I look at mental health and go, it's like a cancer mm. of the mind. Mm. And everyone is affected mm. directly in some way, but certainly in a serious manner, um, everyone is, mm. is affected indirectly. Um, and now I feel like if someone does judge and turn around, and then I think, well... What do I care? It's not my problem. I started Mm. taking medication many, many, many years Mm. ago, and I I felt that it was a bit of a weakness too. So I tried to 
take myself mm. off that and it was terrible. Really? It felt like my brain was being pulled apart by two machines, really? like ripped open. Wow. And it was terrible. And I went back on it after yeah. about a month. Yeah. And when I, I actually, you know what? It's like if you've got diabetes mm. and you've got to manage your insulin, I thought, well, this medication is helping yeah. me manage something yep. upstairs. Yep. So I would... I got no problem mm. having it. Like if you had an aspirin for a headache, absolutely yeah. no problem taking mm. it every day. Um, but I would say to anyone who feels bad in any way, just sharing it with someone you trust. Mm. The GPs are great mm. um, to sort of kick things off, but having that support, knowing that there like, millions of people around the world are having mm. different issues. And the fact that you can't explain it, like for some people, Depression, anxiety has evolved from a situation. Mm. From other people, it's maybe a combination of the situation and maybe some chemicals in mm. the brain. I don't know. But um, you don't have to be able to explain why now. I mm. realize that. You yeah. know? And, and I, don't, I don't think it's a weakness. And I want to make sure our kids have the best opportunity mm. and they develop some resilience. Because mm. life, you take hits. But you need to be able to get up. Yeah. And I just want all the youngsters, my kids, your kids, mm. everyone else's kids, to be equipped with that emotional intelligence so that they can deal mm. with what the world's mm. throwing at us because the world's a weird joint, particularly you know at the moment. The world needs role models, Soda, and what you've done is come out and you've shone a light on this issue and it, it, t it takes incredible courage. And you said you didn't want to feel weak. Well, you have shown incredible strength and I just want to say well done, mate, because that was amazing. So, yeah, fantastic that you've opened up and shared because you've struck a nerve. We've, we're going to take a call. Paul from Gawler, good morning. <laughs> Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, guys. I promised I wasn't going to cry. So, <laughs> how, how are you, mate? Mate, you know what? Hats off to you. I suffer myself, yep. and my dad and my granddad. We were as blokes. We were never told, uh, "Hey, it's okay to cry. It's okay to open up." Mm. Um, chicks live it. They they have girlfriends. <laughs> they 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 moan and they have their time with their girlfriends <laughs> and they offload. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's not—it's not to saying that in a nasty way, you know. I know what you mean. And I think if only if only one person today, Paul, mate, well, thank you for ringing because mm. it takes it takes um, a lot of courage to to do that while mm. you, while you're listening in. And mate, I'm I'm glad that. Something that I said has has resonated with you, and I'm sorry to hear that you mm. you know you're going through such a tough thing, mate. But just to have the strength to share that with that mate, mm. that, with us, that is that is amazing. How how are you, mate? How are you feeling, mate? Hey, look, you know what? Every day is a yep. better day because I'm learning that it's okay yep. to text my message, text message my mates, and say, "Hey, just checking in. How you doing?" Ring a mate. You know, you know things aren't things aren't tickety boo. Yep. Um, ring him up, say, how are you going? Mm. Um, and you feel like you're making a difference and that empties that emotional septic tank. Mm. Yes. Yeah, you're right, mate. Yeah. Um, do you know, Paul, I've got a good friend called Julian and he got burnt really seriously in Bali and nearly lost his life, right? Um, and when he, you know, came back and got treated and had all his burns sorted and that sort of thing, it, I noticed a, a difference in him because he, he the perception appeared from the outside that it changed. So he'd always be the glue that brought the friendships together with us mm. and guys. And yeah. um, Paul, he, he would just, and still does now, he rings up and he sort of has helped me open up, but he, he'd ring up and he'd go, how are you, mate? I'd go, yeah, I'm good. And he goes, I'm just ringing to say I love you. And I'd go, I'll yeah. bugger off yeah. for you, mate. And he goes, I yeah. know you love me saying it. 
And you know what yeah. I go, good on you, mate. But I did. I actually did. And I think if you can find, you know, mm. within your mates, your family, your friends, whatever, if you can at least find mm. one person you can share with, um, yeah. mate, yeah. It, it, there is no doubt, Paul, it makes you bloody feel better. I, I use the word emotional septic tank because as blokes, that's what we do. We pump our negative emotions into a tank and yep. we leave it there. And it made us like any septic tank. Once it's full, it's full. Yeah, mate. Well, I hope you just opened the tank and just dumped a whole lot of crap out, <laughs> mate. Emotionally, then I hope you feel better. Well, and I ho- and I hope that you know, if there's anyone out there that li- that listens, and hey, look, I listen, so somebody else must. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we um, hope so, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Phillips and Soda in the morning. Adelaide's number one breakfast show. Mix one hundred two point three.